0: Good morning. morning. It's still Easter. We're still celebrating Easter. So happy Easter. Christ is risen. risen Hallelujah! we welcome our preschool families today. Uh, We follow what we call a liturgical service, which means you have lots of parts in the service. All of them are printed in the bulletin. We love and welcome your participation today. Um, We also love having kids in here, we don't mind a little noise, Um, but if you do have anyone that needs to go in a quiet space, we've got a room back there or nursery care down the hall um, to your left as you go out, so um, whatever works for you, we welcome. And as we begin our service, we begin by confessing our sin, which is really just being honest with God about our failings and asking for God's forgiveness. So let us stand and join together. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Gracious God, in your compassion forgive us our sins known and unknown things done and left undone we have not loved you with our whole heart we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves for the sake of your son jesus christ have mercy on us forgive us renew us and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name amen In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Know this moment you are free and the tomb is empty. Amen.
1: You. With you. Let us pray. O God of life, you reach out to us amid our fears with the wounded hands of your risen Son. By your Spirit's breath, revive our faith in your mercy and strengthen us to be the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
2: Hey, you may be seated, and I want to invite all of our preschool kids who are here for Preschool Sunday to come forward, and then um, all the other kids come forward too, and if you're not in preschool, you can sit right here for the start. You can just come up and sit right in the front, but I want all the other preschool kids to come up. Let's come up here. Let's come all the way up. Come on up, Daniel. That's it. Casey and Keegan, yes. Let's come right up here. Perfect, and then the other kids can just sit right there for a minute while we, we're we gonna do some songs. Beautiful. It's okay, yes, you can do that too. You can go with mom, yeah. It's a little scary, it's a little scary. Come on up, yeah, your sister can come up with you, that's fine, all right, all right. So, I need a mic microphone, here we go, got it. Um, you know what let's sing first okay all right so you guys want to stand up you can stand up yeah how about Jesus is the rock first you want that one all right let's do that one here we go all right this will be major fun Jesus is the rock, and he rolls my blues away, bop shoo bop, shoo bop, woo! Jesus is the rock, and He rolls my blues away. Bop shoo bop shoo bop woo. Jesus is the rock, and He rolls my blues away. Bop shoo bop shoo bop woo. Jesus is the rock, and He rolls my blues away. Bop shoo bop shoo bop woo. Jesus is the rock and he rolls my blues away. Bop, shoe, bop, shoe, bop, boo. Jesus is the rock and he rolls my blues again. Jesus is the rock and he rolls my blues. Jesus is the rock and he rolls my blues away. Come on, let me hear ya. All right, that was really good. Jesus Loves Me Key E.
0: Stand up for this key. one so your parents can see you yeah. in the back. Can you guys stand yeah. up for they Jesus Loves you. Me? Can you stand up? Mm-hmm. There, perfect, even on the top steps.
2: See? Step. See? Huh? Yeah. All right. Stand up. Yes, thank you. Good. Thanks for standing up. Here we go. Jesus loves me Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Oh. I don't even need to do a sermon now that you guys have told everybody that because it doesn't get any better than that. But they wanna sing one more song. You guys wanna do Kids of the Kingdom? Yeah. We have people in this congregation, here, I'll take that one, we have, they put their hand on the mic, the power, Um, we have people in this congregation who have been working hard for a long time to make these beautiful quilts, and they're going out to people, what do you do with a quilt? What do you do with a quilt? What do you do with it? What what are they going to do with this? What do you think? They're going to sleep with it? Why do you need a quilt? keeps you warm. That's right. There are people who need these quilts and we're going to send them to people who really need them. They don't have one. And the reason we're doing this is because we believe Jesus is raised in the dead. Just look behind you. Can you see those towels? There's kits and things people need. And we're going to send those to other people and you get the opportunity to bless them. So we're going to bless these quilts right now um, for our children's sermon today. Um, let's, let's pray. Thank you, God, for these quilts. And actually, let's do a repeat after me. Thank you, God, Thank you, God for, these for these quilts. Bless them, bless them. and bless those, and bless those who, receive them. who receive them. May they be warm, May they be warm loved, loved cared, for, cared for, and know, and know your love, your love. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. Let's give our priest. Now, before you go... Miss Tricia is going to share a quick word. I want her to introduce the staff and um, share a quick word. Yes. Thank you all for your support. Thank you, Tricia. Thank you to our awesome preschool. And thank you, parents, for bringing and being here and bringing your kids. We're so happy to have you all with us today. Beautiful. Okay, kids, you can go back.
0: Kids word. Is that Kim? If any kids would like to go be with uh, Miss Kim during the sermon, she'll bring you back after to your families, So you can follow her and her son, Max. There you go.
3: Our service continues with the first reading, which is from Acts, the fifth chapter. When the temple guards had brought the apostles, they had them stand before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, we gave you strict orders not to teach in his name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and you are determined to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior, that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. The word of the Lord. Be to God. Our second reading comes from the first chapter of Revelation. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And on his account, all the tribes of the earth will wail. So it is to be, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The word of the Lord. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have yet come to believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord.
2: Praise to you, O Christ. Well, I'm moving up for the sermon here. I just want a couple, some people asked, well, how many quilts did we do? And I know that there's over a hundred in this round and um, which is a little less than usual because of the snow days and all that amazing quilters, lots of kits going out. In fact, the construction company that's been doing Ridgetop when they they were concerned about some of the um, looking at our schedule online, I guess. And they saw that we were doing these kits and they donated 25 of them or something like that. So that was kind of cool that they did that. So I wanted to make mention of that. Hey, um, let us pray. Gracious God, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts be helpful in uh, encountering you and your good news. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, welcome, especially to some of our guests who are here for Preschool Sunday. Uh, we're so glad that you're here, and we take with great joy the honor of having uh, your kids part of our, our preschool. Um, the second Sunday after Easter, which is obviously this Sunday, is always the story about Thomas and wanting to touch Jesus and put his hands where in the, the wounds. So, um, uh, And I all, uh, when I get a chance to preach on this Sunday, um, I oftentimes talk about Thomas. He's so important. He's uh, the difference between a skeptic and a cynic. This is really important. Uh, a skeptic is somebody that's open. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I know there's a lot of you out there in this case, and that's good. We're so glad you are here. Um, you know, I get this part. I don't get this part. And, I, you know, show me. I'm working on believing. I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. That's a skeptic, and I love skeptics. I'm skeptical sometimes. Um, and, but then there's the other side. The cynic is like, no. No. They rule out belief, they rule out everything right from the get-go, and there's a difference there. Thomas isn't there, he's saying, this is what I need to believe, and so he's in there working with it, so I appreciate that about Thomas. I also think we should celebrate Thomas um, in that he wanted to put his hands where the wounds of the cross were, because Thomas wants to know whether or not this was a ghost, the disciples and Mary have said, hey, we've seen the Lord. Thomas missed out. You know, he was, I often say at the AM, PM store getting groceries or something. And, and he missed out with when Jesus showed up. And he just wants what the other disciples got. And, but he wants a little more too. He wants to see that this is the one who was on the cross. And that's, it's important for us because we don't believe that Jesus' resurrection was like an apparition or a ghost. Some people explain it that way, but we believe he was physically risen. Um, a spiritual body, as Paul will say in 1 Corinthians. Um, so, that's important. That's why we oftentimes talk about Thomas. And um, The other thing I love about Thomas is, um, we often call him Doubting Thomas. It's really a poor translation. Um, the word in Greek, if you put an A, an alpha in front of the word, it means the opposite of. And the word that's used here, when Jesus says, do not doubt, he actually says, do not refuse to believe. It's the word for belief. So don't be opposite of belief. Don't shut yourself off, Thomas. And Thomas hadn't shut himself off particular. He needed something from the Lord, and the Lord gave it to him. Isn't that something? So if you are a person that is wrestling with a lot of questions and doubts, that, you know, Jesus loves you. um, We love you. We're with you. Because we often are like that person whose child was sick, and Jesus asked them if, you know, they believed that he could heal their child, and and they said, well, I believe, but help my child unbelief. Yeah, we're all in that boat with Thomas. And so I love Thomas for that reason. He's really a hero. And by the way, it's pretty well documented that he went to India afterwards and really was responsible for taking the faith um, to that part of the world, which was where the strongest part of the church was for the first two, three hundred years of Christianity. Um, So we love Thomas. We often talk about Thomas. And finally, He says the greatest confession in the Bible. He says after he sees Jesus, after his eyes are open, he says, my Lord and my God. Now, without going into a big, long explanation, basically the word Lord here is really the the word for God in the Hebrew Bible, Yahweh, which in Greek you would always say Adonai because you would never say God's holy name, so you would say Adonai. So really Thomas is saying, you know, he's saying... You are the ultimate God. You are not a God. You are a part God. You're not half God. You're not three quarters God. You're not a lesser God. You are the God who created the world. You are the God who is everything. And interesting the way the Gospel of John has bookends. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. Was God. In the end Thomas says, my Lord and my God. There it is. Oh, man thank goodness for Thomas but I'm not going to talk about him today (laughs) no I am fascinated this second Sunday in Easter with all three of these readings that connect the resurrection with the forgiveness of sins and actually that connection is made all over the place, especially in the book of Acts, Peter or Paul in their sermons, they talk about Jesus being raised and why, what did it do for us? One, it answered the problem of death, but two, it brings us forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name here. For instance, in our readings today, Revelation says that Jesus is the firstborn of the dead, that's resurrection, and what, is it, what did it do for us? It freed us from our sins, and in Acts 5, we hear today what's, that Jesus has been exalted, he's been raised from the dead. Why? So that repentance and forgiveness of sins for Israel can be preached. The gospel started with Israel and then went to the Gentile world. And so now here in the gospel of John, before the whole Thomas thing, Jesus comes to the disciples. And where does it go? It goes to him commissioning the disciples to forgive sins, to forgive sins. The whole story drips with forgiveness, think about it what are the disciples doing they're locked in closed doors they've heard that jesus has been raised from the dead we heard that last sunday mary's come i've seen the lord she went and said you know not only did i see the empty tomb i've seen the risen christ and she went and told them now there's this thing about men not listening to women which i've never understood because <laughs> i always listen I've learned this in life. If there's one thing, I know where the real wisdom is. But they were not, they hadn't got there yet, and they didn't quite believe Mary, I guess, or maybe they did believe her. And so they're hunkered down. The Gospel of John says that they were afraid of the people who had, you know, taken care of Jesus and that they were coming for the disciples. That makes sense. But you know what's an interesting fact of this story is that, you know, in Revelation, we hear that Jesus stands at the door and knocks do we get any of that in this story today? <laughs> he doesn't knock. How rude. <laughs> he just comes bursting right in. What do you think would have happened if, they, if he would have knocked? You think the disciples would have opened the door? Let's see. Let me open the door to this guy who's raised from the dead that I totally abandoned and forsook and denied. They might not have opened the door. I think they just might have also been, certainly nothing original to me, that others have made this point. I think they might have been really scared. He's raised from the dead. Oh, no, we're deep. You know what? And so Jesus doesn't wait and knock. And I just love that because I love so often the gospel. God just breaks into my life into our life. He doesn't wait. Hey, is it okay if I come along? No, he just, boom, comes into our lives, breaks into our lives. That's, I mean, that's the good news. That's the biblical story right there. So Jesus just, boom, comes in. And what does he give to them? He doesn't give them a lecture. He doesn't say, you know, you should have, you, uh, if you would have. He doesn't give a bunch of shoulds. No, he says, peace be with you. He knows where the disciples at. And this is a gift of grace and mercy, peace, wholeness be with you. And he breathes on them the Spirit. This is kind of like a mini Pentecost um, in the Gospel of John. Jesus said, I must go away so that I can br- give you the Counselor, the Spirit. And so he's in his process of going away and he gives them the Spirit almost a- ahead of time in advance of the, the story of Pentecost that happens, you know, long after this event. But but this is kind of Pentecost in John and in Pentecost when we receive the Spirit, disciples receive it, we also get are told what we're supposed to do in life what is our mission and the mission jesus gives the mission that's connected to his risen presence and giving of the spirit is what forgive sins if you forgive the sins of any they are forgiven if you bind them they are bound now you might say well why why bind any sins there's only one reason anybody would bind someone's sins and that's to drive them to repentance Basically, Jesus is saying, I want you to be setting my people free. Just like Jesus said in Revelation, that he frees us from our sins. It's interesting, this amazing connection with resurrection and forgiveness. I'm just fascinated by it. Well, first, let me remind you of what forgiveness is, um, it, just what those words mean. Um, there's really, there's a number of words that oftentimes get translated as forgiveness, but the one in Revelation is the word that every Greek student learns when they're learning Greek, because it's the classic verb in Greek with the endings and the beginnings and all of this stuff, and that's the word luo, which means to loose. It's also very easy to remember because it's so similar. Luo means to loose. So really... Sometimes when we talk about forgiveness, what Jesus has did, what Jesus did for us, is to loose, to set our sins free. We are like wrapped up in them, in chain, with chains. They've kind of imprisoned us, and Jesus's work is to cut those sins loose from us. It's like they're dragging us down, and it's like a big ball and chain. And He just breaks that chain, and He gets rid of those sins. That's one image for forgiveness. The forgiveness in the Gospel of John. This is cool. It's um. The wor- a word that means, um, it sounds like a face, but it means to, to, to erase. I love my iPad because when I erase on my iPad, I mean, it's gone. It's not like a piece of pencil uh, or a pencil on a piece of paper where you write and you erase it. But you can kind of still, no, that's not, It's wipe it out, it's gone. That's what forgiveness is. So when, it's just think about this. That our mission is to proclaim to people that in Jesus, as people repent, as people confess their sins, as they are sorry for their sins, and they go to Jesus, they get connected to Him, that in Him, because He's raised from the dead, their sins are erased. Erased. Now that is quite a mission. That's pretty exciting. Did you know that's your mission in life? As a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, who's been given the Holy Spirit, your job is when you hear someone who's oppressed being weighted down by their sin, your job is to set them free. I, I wonder if the next time you're listening to a friend or an acquaintance who's Tears are going down their face because of something they've done or left undone if after listening for a while I hope you're going to turn to them and say you know I don't know if you're a Christian or not but I need you to know that in Jesus Christ I need to tell you your sins are forgiven see what they'll do with that they just might jump for joy and give you the biggest hug you've ever received because it gets to happen to us as pastors that's part of our particular calling and it's the best thing ever I mean it's just the best thing ever when we get set free. That's that's what we're about. But there's a couple things about this forgiveness though that's with resurrection that's kind of interesting. Now, let's just think about it this way. Um, I was trying to think of a good analogy here and it's hard. So let's say you love to you wanted to go shrimping in the Hood Canal. Who would you talk to? Would you talk to somebody that like me that knows nothing about that that just goes tags along and you know gets the shrimp? Or would you talk to somebody that really has been there and knows it? And that's who you'd talk to. Like you'd talk to Tim Knapp or you'd talk to Del Pennington or some, you know, somebody that goes out and they know what, they, they know what to do. Um, so you want to go to an authority on the subject. You know, because I can tell you, um, I can tell you something, but if I'm not an authority on it, you don't care what I say. It has no power, right? Isn't that true? All right, here's another analogy. Let me say it this way. Let's say you got, you did this horrible crime, like, you know, you got a speeding ticket. (laughs) And I said, you know what? As a called and ordained minister of the church of Christ, tear that sucker up. (laughs) Would you do that? Is that a crime if I do that, by the way? It might be, but anyway. Um, would you do that? You, no, of course you wouldn't. Because Bill Crabtree has no authority when it comes to that ticket. You see, when someone tells you something, they need to have authority to back it up. Now, here's the deal. I can tell you that your sins are forgiven, and, and you rightly, you ought to be thinking, Says who? On what basis does this guy say that my sins are forgiven? I mean, I know what I've done, and I know what I've left done, undone. Notice that when it's proclaimed, you proclaim it in Jesus' name. You say, on whose authority? Like in the absolution, for the sake of Christ, your sins are forgiven, not for my sake, but for the one who was on that cross who God raised up from the dead, that's the one who stands in front of you and says, listen, you keep bringing up your sins, but I'm telling you, as you are confessing them to me today, they are gone, they are wiped out, the ball and chain has been released, stop living as if it isn't, it's gone. I mean, he has, someone who's been raised from the dead I'd listen to him. He has some authority. And here's the exciting thing, is he's taken his authority and get, gave it to all of you. <sighs> Breathed on you the spirit and said, this is what you get to do now on my name. Wow. Is there more exciting mission in life than that? You know, there were a couple of, couple of, Ten year old, you know, eight ten year old brothers growing up on a farm. One's name was Johnny, the others was Steve, and um, Johnny loved his slingshot. Man, he just loved it, and he got good. He, I mean, he, he target practice, you know. And one day he's out by the pond and he's shooting his thing out in the water and he's doing stuff, and he sees a duck. It's pretty far away. And he's thinking, I bet you I could hit that thing. Pulls back. Pff, nails that duck. And the duck is done. And all of a sudden, Johnny's like, oh, I can't believe I just killed a duck. I'm going to get in such trouble. That's... So he takes the duck and he takes it out and he buries it and he hides it. Well, later that evening, he's sitting at dinner. His brother Steve's there. And they finish eating dinner, and it's Steve, his brother's turn, to do the dishes. Mom says, Steve, you got the dishes tonight. And Steve looks over at Johnny and says, yeah, you know, I think Johnny said he was going to do that for me. Duck, 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 <laughs> See, Steve saw what happened with Johnny and the duck. Well, the next day, you know, it's time for you to get up early tomorrow and feed the chickens and do all that stuff you need to do out there. And Steve said, Oh, you know what, Mom? Johnny said he's going to do that for me. Duck, 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 duck. This went on every day. Johnny is just getting exhausted. Steve just is getting this for all it's worth. He saw what. Johnny had done, and man, he had it over him. And man, he was like, stuck, what am I going to do? And so he just got exhausted. He was doing all of his brother's work all over. And finally he said, oh, I can't do it anymore. And he went to mom with tears in his eyes. And mom, I I did this, and I also covered it up, and I'm really sorry. And mom said, I know, I saw you. (laughs) I was just wondering how long it was going to take you to come and say you're sorry. I forgive you. This whole time, he was letting his brother manipulate him. Doesn't our sin manipulate us and oppress us and accuse us and accuse us and accuse us when all the time we've been given the gift of forgiveness and we don't need to to let that sin accuse us anymore? That's the good news for you today. I mean, when your sin comes accusing, you get to do something really exciting. I mean, it's like as if you got a big box of mail each day that says, well, you, you didn't do this well enough, and you, you said that word, and you did this thing, and it, man, you get this box of mail every day. You know what you get to do now because of what, Jesus has been raised from the dead? You get to mark on their wrong address and you get to write on it, Jesus. Send it to him. When the devil comes saying, you to say, talk to the hand, talk to Jesus. He's taking care of my sin. He's wiped it away. You see, in Easter, the resurrection of Christ not only destroys death, It is the ultimate absolution. The cross is our sin. The resurrection is, I forgive you. Think about that when you proclaim these words today. Christ is risen. He is is risen indeed. indeed. Alleluia.
0: in saying what we believe using words from a creed called the nicene creed written by our fathers and mothers in the very early church we joined together we believe in one god the father the almighty maker of heaven and Now we come before God with our prayers.
1: Oh God of life, because of the resurrection of your son, we look into this world and our own lives with hope, knowing you bring life out of death. Strengthen us to face suffering, tragedy, and regret with the promise and power of your healing. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of peace, we lift up to you many places reeling from violence and name before you today Christians in Sri Lanka recovering and reeling from the attacks on Easter Sunday and Jewish wor- worshipers recovering from an attack on a synagogue in California during Passover. Be with all who mourn and heal and lead us all to your peace. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our Holy Spirit, live within our hearts and our homes our workplaces and our schools bringing your healing and your joy let us always seek ways to shine your light of life and see your presence in others answer the deepest prayers of our hearts that we may follow your will in every aspect of our lives lord in your mercy
0: God, we pray for several who are grieving the loss of loved ones. For the family of Brian, who's a friend of Matt Ganowski, as they mourn his death, Brian's death. For Dennis Ennebo, who grieves the loss of his father, and Justin Cormier and family, as they mourn the death of his mother, Jean. We pray for Jeannie Patterson's surgery on Tuesday, that that would go well, for Evelyn Ace and Ethel May as they all recover from surgeries, and we pray for Norm Kunkel and all of the Kunkel family as Norm is on hospice care. God, we all have many loved ones who face cancer. We pray for strength in their cells and bodies, especially lifting up to you Tim, Ace, Angela, Gary, Dave, Gail, Jim, Ron, Kathy, and Carol. We ask for your blessing and protection in our military and for your presence with their families here at home, especially Rebecca, Patrick, Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, and David. We pray for all on our continued prayer list and those we name before you now, out loud or silently. We lift all. Of the prayers that we pray to you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. With you. Greet one another with God's peace. Yeah. the peace with one another. I do invite you to um, every, every pew, every row should have one of these. If you wouldn't mind signing it and sending it down so we can greet you and welcome you for worshiping with us. we got that little folder you probably got, our announcement booklet called the Beacon, and this gives you ways to sign up for lots of things or just let us know if you have a prayer request or anything like that. Um, two of the biggies that are, um, we need want you to know about, Vacation Bible School is, I believe our dates are July 29th through the, that week, there the fir- toward the end of the first week of August, and um, I think our online sign-up, if it's not up, it, it will be this coming week. It's always a wonderful, wonderful week, and any of you who might think about teaching, please do so. It could, it'll just be one of your... Favorite weeks of the summer. I know that, working with all those kids. Also, um, the National Day of Prayer is this Thursday. want you to know our sanctuary will be open all day. If you have time to come and stop and pray, if you'd like to, you're welcome. And then we have a worship service at 6 o'clock that evening right here that you are all welcome to. Then, if you're going to Hoquiam, come on up, Aberdeen. We've got a, going to do a a brief blessing for those of us. We're um, doing a all church mission trips. We've got, I think, what a seven-year-old on up to, we won't say. But a big, diverse, wonderful group, families. Yep, come on up. They're like, I'm going? No. <laughs> so um, we're, we're leaving this coming Saturday Uh, And then we're going to work through the day Saturday and the day Sunday and be back Sunday night. So I just want to say a prayer of blessing for our trip. It's um, very exciting. So let us pray. Dear God, I thank you for calling all of us to serve you. You've blessed us so that we can be a blessing to others. As these people here are sent out to Hoquiam and Aberdeen, we ask for your presence That you would bless those we will be serving alongside. Bless the church who will receive us and house us. We pray that you would keep us safe and open our eyes to see you in everyone we meet. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for going. And Justin is going to teach a quick song and then we'll continue worship with our offering.
4: So we got a new sending song today. It uh, it was written by the same folks that wrote the Kyrie that we started with. Kyrie, thanks. And I had the pleasure of working with them uh, at PLU some years back. Uh, It's a a great little tune, so it's the last one on page 14 in your bulletin. It's one of those ones that you don't want to look down too much, so don't get stuck in the music, but I did make it as as, as, uh, clear as possible. There's two parts. Two lines for each part. There's a verse that has two lines, and then the chorus has two lines, and then the bridge has two lines. It, uh, it's, it's, it's maybe a little bit on the nose for a sending song. The chorus goes like this. Send us out to teach what God has done. Send us out. And see that, that send is, it's, it's going out there, so it's kind of syncopated a little bit. Uh, try that with me. Send us out to teach what God has done. Send us out to reach every single one. Send us out, send us out. That's the chorus part, the chorus part. And it moves around like a melody normally does. The first part jumps a little bit, but it's the notes that you think it is. It goes, we have been called by the Lord. Sing that. We
5: have been called by the Lord.
4: We have been
5: saved by the Lord.
4: That's basically it. We'll do that chorus part a lot, so if you get lost in the music, just stop looking at it and sing.
0: (laughs) We'll continue our worship now with the offering. God of mercy and grace, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right, it is our duty and a joy that all the time and everywhere we would give our thanks and praise to you, God, for the glorious resurrection of Jesus, who gave himself to take away our sin, who in dying has destroyed death, and in rising has brought us to eternal life. So we join with those who were there, Mary Magdalene and Peter and Thomas and all the witnesses of the resurrection. We join with the whole earth and the sea and their creatures, with angels, with all the church throughout the world, as we praise your name and join their unending hymn. The night that he was betrayed that Jesus gathered in an upper room with his best friends to share a meal and during the meal he took bread he gave thanks he broke it and he gave it to them saying take and eat this is my body it is given for you do this to remember me again after supper he took the cup he gave thanks and gave it for them to drink saying this is a new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of your sin whenever you drink it forever and ever. Amen. These are God's gifts for you. If you need some instruction on how we receive the meal, there's a paragraph on page nine in your bulletin. Come, all is ready. You may be seated. So send this meal out to some of our members who are not able to get here on Sundays. So let's see, we have Rene Nicholson, Jerry Gray, Fran. Um, Oh, there we go. This one, yeah. Oh, Barb isn't here. Okay, Evelyn Flagel also. So let us pray. God, as you have nourished us, we pray that you would nourish those who receive the meal in their homes or their facilities where they live. We pray that you would bless them and fill them with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to stand, please. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. amen. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Send us forth now in the power of your spirit that we would proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
1: Go in peace and serve the Lord.